Grace and peace to all of you dear people of Unity Lutheran Church and to others who may be watching worship online. Today we find ourselves in the midst of the wilderness, hearing those voices from the prophet Isaiah and from John the Baptist some 400 years after that. Prepare, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now you would think that after 2,023 years, we Christians would have our act together, but we don't. You would think that after 40 years of being a pastor, I would have my act together, but I don't. So together, as we did in our opening litany, we confess that we are not prepared, we are not ready, and we never will be on our own. But our prayer this day is that Christ would make us ready. Ready or not, God is here. Now there's something about this season of Advent that we seek something more, fuller, deeper, longer lasting as we continue in the wilderness. Now know that the wilderness, the beauty of the Christ the King campus here, thanks to those that made the video, is not quite the same as the wilderness that many of us are in. We are in the desert. It is desolate. It's lonely. We have no idea where we are or where we're going. That wilderness forces us to have this deep and holy longing for the Lord to come, to act, to find us, to redeem us, to even take us home. Now, as Christians, we don't withdraw from that wilderness or run away. We try to make it better. But there's something that's still not right. There's brokenness and pain all around us. Advent creates a certain restlessness within us. We long for wholeness and peace, an awareness that apart from God, we are just not right. As St. Augustine wrote, you have formed us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in you, O God. Then this character, John the Baptist shows up in the wilderness bringing good news, proclaiming a baptism of repentance and forgiveness, but more importantly, pointing beyond himself to the one who is coming. Now, John the Baptist was not afraid to speak the truth and call a spade a spade. He denounced evil wherever he saw it, bringing light into those dark places. That's what got him beheaded as he spoke the truth to Herod about Herod's brother's wife. And that's our next problem. We're not always honest with ourselves. We dress up and we come to church and put on our best smiles. We see our neighbors and our friends at coffee and all is well. How you doing? Fine. But deep down underneath, John the Baptist is calling us to come clean this time of year and to be honest with ourselves 
and to quit trying to hide in the glitter and the flickering lights and everything else that goes with this season. To run away from ourselves by going shopping and going to parties. It's hard to prepare our hearts when we're not honest with ourselves. And so often we blame it on other people, don't we? It makes us feel better when we see others. I love this quote. We evade the contemplation of our own sins by the condemnation of others' sins. So who are we, really? It would be a shock for others to perhaps see who we really are because our outsides don't always match up with our insides. A man was bragging to his friends about how his wife waited on him hand and foot. He boasted, why, just the other day, she came crawling to me on her hands and knees. It was just too much for his friends. And they said, come on, Frank, this is 2023. What did she really say to you? Frank confessed. She said, come out from under the bed, you coward. The impression on the outside sometimes has little to do with the reality of the inside. And God knows us well, and our preparations are all about admitting that it's all about God, not us. But we tend to look in all the wrong places. We tend to look at other things that make us happy rather than a pure joy that can come upon us. There's a paraphrase of 1 Corinthians 13 that speaks this message. If I decorate my house perfectly with plaid bows, strands of twinkling lights, and shiny balls, but do not show love to my family, I'm just another decorator. If I slave away in the kitchen, baking dozens of Christmas cookies, preparing gourmet meals, and arranging a beautifully adorned table at mealtime, but do not show love to my family, I'm just another cook. If I work at the soup kitchen, carol in the nursing home, and give all that I have to charity, but do not show love to my family, it profits me nothing. If I trim my spruce with shimmering angels and crocheted snowflakes, attend a myriad of holiday parties and sing in the choir's cantata, but do not focus on Christ, I have missed the point. Love stops the cooking to hug the child. Love sets aside the decorating to kiss the spouse. Love is kind, though harried and tired. Love doesn't envy another's home that has been coordinated, Christmas china and table linens. Love doesn't yell at the kids to get out of the way. Love doesn't give only to those who are able to give in return, but rejoices in giving to those who can't. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Video games will break. Pearl necklaces will be lost. Golf clubs will rust. But giving the gift of love will endure.
The gift of love will endure. And that's what Advent and Christmas is all about, as it brings out that love and prepares our hearts for this world around. But you may be asking, where do I find God in the midst of the wilderness that I'm in? How can this happen? How can we make room for Jesus? Martin Luther wrote that the great tragedy of Christmas is that there was no room in the inn and maybe no room in our lives for the Christ child to enter in on this busiest of holidays. Every day and every year, the great tragedy of Christmas is repeated over and over again, and this tragedy continues. No time for God. No time for worship, for scripture, for prayer. No room for Jesus. However, the miracle of Christmas is that Jesus still comes. He finds his place in your heart and in this world. He is the light that shines in the darkness. We live in a world that during the holiday season seeks to run away from the darkness of life. The darkness is both the long nights and the darkness of despair that casts its winter shadow upon our souls. But the great challenge of Christmas is to find room for Jesus. The great miracle of Christmas is that Jesus comes. Even though he is shoved into a stable, the miracle still happens. Even though our lives are swamped with too much, too little time, Jesus is born. In the darkness of our fears, in the shadow of our guilt and shame, in the long night of our hope, the light shines. We find Jesus in the simplest of places. I conclude with a story, Lunch in the Park with God. There was once a little boy who decided he wanted to find God. He knew it would probably be a long trip, so he decided to pack a lunch. Four packs of Twinkies and two cans of root beer. He set out on his journey, and he went a few blocks until he came to a park. On one of the park benches sat an old woman looking at the pigeons. The little boy sat down beside her and watched the pigeons, too. <laughs> when he grew hungry, he pulled out some Twinkies. As he ate, he noticed the woman watching him. So he offered her one. She accepted. She smiled at him. He thought she had the most beautiful smile in the world. Wanting to see it again, he opened a can of root beer and offered the other one to her. Once again, she smiled that beautiful smile. For a long time, the two sat on that park bench eating Twinkies, drinking root beer, smiling at each other and watching the pigeons. Neither said a word. Finally, the little boy realized that it was getting late and he needed to go home. He started to leave, took a few steps, turned back, and gave the woman a big hug. Her smile was brighter than ever before. When he arrived home, his mother noticed that he was happy, but strangely quiet. 
What did you do today? She asked. Oh, I had lunch with God. Before his mother could reply, he added, you know, she has the most beautiful smile in the world. Meanwhile, the old woman left the park and returned to her home. Her son noticed something different about her. What did you do today, Mom? He asked. Oh, I ate Twinkies and drank root beer in the park with God. And before her son could say anything at all, she added, you know, God's a lot younger than I imagined. God is coming, ready or not. We prepare, or should I say God prepares our hearts. Amen.